11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Broad podcast. Uh, tonight you've got myself, Neo, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Tomo. Tomo, how are you, man? I'm very good, thanks yourself. I'm very well, thank you. Tom, Tomo's just had a Birmingham win, so he's in a happy mood right now. Because yeah, they're, they're fewer and further between than the Chiefs right yeah, now. Um, yeah, yeah, that's hard, that's hard to do as well. Yeah, we, we managed to grab a little win, a little cheeky <clears throat> well, win. I was just saying to you before we started recording, like I didn't realise, but we've lost four of the last six, and we've lost three out of four since the bye. And I was kind of looking oh, sorry, at. Sorry, sorry. Are you talking about Blues or the Chiefs? <laughs> the no, the Chiefs now. We're talking about the Chiefs now. Yeah. I okay. think we'd talk about the Blues. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll talk about the Chiefs. Record, like, yeah. What with this being the Chiefs podcast and all. Yeah. Um, it's it's starting to get a little concerning. I don't I don't know whether like this game changes anything either for me i don't know that i feel any different do you i think it would if the bengals had their normal quarterback because Hmm. then you're in in a tough game and the broncos are only a game back or i i know we've got the tie break right because they lost to the uh raiders in week one so i think we do have the tie break over over them but if you were playing the bengals right now you'd be a bit squeaky bum time because that's a tough game. To, they're still a good team. And I said to you before podcast, I said, I think it's going to be quite a, quite a tough game against them. Like, it, I could see a world in which the Chiefs just shit the bed against them as well. Like, even with <laughs> Browning, is it Browning as quarterback? Browning, yeah, yeah. Um, so you you have got to make sure that you win that game. But if they had if they had Burrow, I would be slightly concerned around about now. Yeah. Um, looking at the the game on. Whatever day it was, Sunday, Sunday was mm-hmm. yeah, nine twenty-five on Sunday. Um, like I, I, I've read a lot of the stuff about the officials, mm. and I really wish we just don't have to talk about it because he was offside, and yeah, yeah he'd been offside all game. He'd, he'd lined up the same place four or five times, and yeah, other players lined up offside all through the weekend, and they didn't get called. Yeah, fine, okay, but. He was offside in that play. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because I am I'm fuming that they called that, and then they don't call the Von Miller offside the very next play, and he's done it the whole game. And then you can watch the Dolphins game the next night, and you're like, "Whoa, Jaylen Waddle, he's in the same place. He's in the same place." So it's it's very pick and choosy. But you know the easiest way to not get called for that it's a liner, don't a do it. Yard back, and this yep. is one thing that I was going to get into in this podcast, but probably slightly later, preferably. But procedurally with the Chiefs right now, it we look like a poorly coached team. Mm. Honestly. Sloppy is been so I'm, many I years. So many years where the Chiefs have been so good and we've been we've looked like a well coached team. And I uh, you go back to listening to podcasts with Therese talking about their well coached, their win games because of coaching and now I'm looking at this going, this is such a poorly coached team right now. And I'm not saying Andy necessarily because Andy can't be everywhere at once and he calls the plays on game day. So he, he, he's he got to rely on his coaches. And I'm getting closer and closer and closer to just being 
fuming with Matt Nagy, and uh, it seems really harsh because I thought I thought it was overly harsh, like digging on Conor Embry. That's his name, it's the wide yep, receiver. Yep. The but, receiver coach, yeah. But at this point, this shit's on you, man. Like lining up correctly, getting your wide receivers to line up correctly, being in the right place, because there's another layer to this that I'll go into after, is that is on the wide receiver coach to make sure that he's drilling into them procedural things. Because, like you say, Neil, he's offside. Like, is it cool that they called it? Not really. No. But should he have called it? Not really. But if you're onside, it don't get fucking called. Same as D Ford going back yep. all those years. If yep. he's onside, we're in the Super Bowl. It, yep. it's, it's as simple as that, man. Like you can dig out the rest all you want. And yeah, there probably is a little bit of questioning to be done there, especially after last week, the MVS thing and that. But man, line up onside. It's like the the multiple things can be true at the same time. So yeah. yes, yes, he was offside. Should they have called it? Technically, yes. Had they called it all game? No, because he'd been doing the same bloody thing all game. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just don't do it. It's yeah. it it's the lack of attention to detail mm-hmm. and what appears. Uh, how do I phrase this right? There appears from the outside to be a lack of accountability for that lack of attention to detail. And Pat's lost his head at the end. Yeah. And I guarantee you, deep down, that's not about the referees. No, that's no. the reason it's come out. But there are so many things that he's covered up this season. And I think it's doing the fans a disservice. At some point, it gets to the point where you are doing the fans a disservice by lying to them in press conferences saying, I've got to do better and that's on me. No, it's not. You haven't got to do better and that's not on you, Andy. It is on them. And some, and I know they want to keep it in the house and point the finger, but we can all see, we've all got eyes. You can see the glaring weakness on the team is those guys. And it's, and it's creeping into other things. At least earlier in the season, it was drops and things like that. Now it's, it's, procedurally lining up incorrectly and stuff and it's getting to the point where it's just pathetic like it actually looks pathetic honestly because you could put very average what nfl standard wide receivers in and they'd be well, that's miles what, that's better what we're doing. <laughs> they'd, yeah but they'd be better average nfl receivers would be better than what we've got right now like i, I think part of the problem is i don't i had we keep talking about the same things each week in yep. that it's it's sloppy, there's lack of attention to detail, there's concentration issues, mm-hmm. um, there's like subtle nuances of route running where do you I mean the the amount of times I've heard flatten off a route over the past few weeks. Because yep. the commentators are watching for it as well, going, Well yeah, they know. you know, you can see the safety's coming over the top and he knows it's man coverage and MVS has separation so if he just kind of flattens that off a bit then that'll give Pat the window he needs to throw into but because he didn't do it it's slightly low and behind him and then he doesn't catch it and like it looks like an I, awful I, throw but it's not yeah yeah absolutely it's it's a bit on both of them because it, like MVS should slow down or Skymore should slow down and should kind of sit a little bit all the stuff that Kelsey's mm. really really good at doing 
that just kind of highlights to me how bad the others are at it. But I yeah. I don't know whether I'm being harsh there saying they're bad because Kelsey is just like elite next level. But no one else is. But no other teams are really having these this quantity of problems, and that's why I'm starting to think it's a it's a coaching issue because it's the same group that we had last year, just swapping Juju for Rashi Rice, who most people would say that's probably like scratch. Yeah, and these guys have gone backwards. So in the in in the off season, you were projecting them forwards. And they've gone backwards. So why have they regressed? Like, and that's just got to be attention to detail, in my opinion. Like, if you watch any of the plays from the All 22, or like just any angle from broadcast where they show behind the quarterback and how tight these throws are when you're throwing intermediate routes, it's it's to me it's incredible they even see them right that they're going to be open. So if a wide receiver is a tick off in any way, it's no wonder they're they're becoming incompletions because they're so everything's so quick, everything's so tight, like, and it's just it's it's just got to point which frustrating because it's not it's not a oh that's annoying, it's a oh that's costing us games now, like it's genuinely costing us games. Like out of the, out of the five games we've lost, is it? We've lost five, yeah, or four, or five, uh, four, four. Uh, I think we lost five now. Well, um, it could well be. Could well um. Be. I'd say three or yes, four right. of them. I'd say three or four of them are directly in the hands of the wide receivers because the defense is playing nuts and the defense don't get enough credit on this podcast because they're not worth talking about because they're so good. They're not the problem. There's a glaring problem that is going to stop us from either getting the one seed, going to FC Championship game, going to a Super Bowl, losing a Super Bowl. I don't know what, what point it's going to come up. But at some point, someone's going to do something dumbass and it's going to cost us because it's, it keeps happening. I, I think the fact that it keeps happening to me shows it's a coaching issue because you need to be taking these players aside and saying, hey, you did this. You should have done this yep. next time in this situation. When you see this happen, this is what you need to do and drill it into them, you know, about the, the flattering roots off or whatever, you know, you I just sigh. I just sigh thinking about yeah. it. Right. It, it just so there's there's you can watch all them now. Now the all twenty twos out. There's plenty of people on YouTube that break it down and stuff. Yeah. You can see a lot more. So the one play, the one play, Rice and Moore are lined up together, and Rice actually tells Moore where to line up, and I'm like, the fuck's going on? Yeah. How how are you telling him where to like? This is outrageous. And maybe it's just a word like, oh, give me another yard. Or I, I, I don't know. I've never played the game. So I genuinely don't know. But it seems bonkers to me that the, the rookie's telling the second year guy where to stand. And then there's another play, which Mahomes misses Rice for a touchdown. It's a tight throw, but he misses him over the middle. Rice motions over from the left-hand side to the right-hand side. And Mahomes gestures at him that he should be on the line, or I'm guessing that's what he gestures and that's what the person on the video suggests as well. And then Rice looks at Tony and Tony's on the line. So Rice looks at Tony like, move. And then, look, the and then looks back to Pat and Pat's like waiting. It's just like, why does nobody know what the fuck is going on? Like that's a lot for Pat to have going through his head instead of diagnosing a defense at the line of scrimmage, which is what he should be doing. He's diagnosing his own offense. He's diagnosing 
is he in the right place to go where I want him to go? And the play ends in a negative fashion, but... He he did come off the field at one stage and say, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. He was caught what might go, what the fuck are we doing? I, I frequently... These uh, this season, I frequently am watching the offense, going, "What the fuck are we doing?" And that was on that was that was on the MVS play where the middle of the field is wide open, and he keeps running into a not only another defender but another Chiefs wide receivers area. So the spacing is a hundred percent wrong straight away. It's like you can see it from the sideline, going, "The fuck!" And he ends up on his ass trying to catch the ball behind him, and it looks like Pat's thrown it behind him. Pat's thrown it to the right fucking place. And it, just ran too just, it is an absolute head's gone at this point. How bad MVS has been this year compared to last. It's wild. Um, where, well, I'm not, I can't even ask that, can I? I was going to say, where is the improvement going to come from? But it's, mm. it's not like. No, you've got what you've got. And do you know what the sad you, thing you've is? You've got Neil? like, you've got 13 weeks of evidence to say that it's not going to get better. And I'm battling myself week in week out because i don't want to be one of those fans that's like well on to next year but you know this is going to come back to haunt them at some point and maybe they get to the super bowl and maybe maybe they win the super bowl. i don't know it could it could sort itself out I, I genuinely don't know but i'm so excited for next year when they actually sort this problem out because it's so it's, it's so frustrating to watch week in week out us waste the year of patrick mahomes I'm I'm so ready for the overcorrection in the off season, and I don't want to throw away Draft this. wide receivers in the first three rounds. I wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd go and pay. I'd I'd trade a first round pick. I'd do what do whatever you've got to do. Just do whatever you've got to do. Get two guys overcorrect massively. Two guys, Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey, hopefully, and and fix the problem because this year, if we were functional. We'd be running away with the AFC and we'd be favourites for the Super Bowl because the the defence, as, as as we talked about, is, is absolutely nuts. Like, even if we were as functional as last year, and last year didn't even look that great at times. We were still a top three offence, I think, off the top of my head. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling that it's gone back this far. And that's when you start to worry. And, that, and it's one of the things I am, like, quite concerned about is that if it is the coaches... The coach is going to be here next year. Like Andy isn't going to fire them. Like he's, he's just not going to. Well, like, I was I was listening to um, Robert Mays and Nate Tice on the Athletic on Monday when they were doing the post game breakdown, yeah. and they were actually encouraged by the Chiefs' offense. And I, I was having it's a... looked better. Yes, that's the yeah. thing. It's I a mean... different problem to earlier in the season now for me. Yeah, it. From a, if you look at like the the analytics metrics and the um, success rate in particular, like we were over fifty percent success rate on uh, in the Bills game, and you go well, that's good. Like I mean, they're not making big plays, but they're consistently making sufficient chunks to keep the chains moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I must actually well I think about it. I must look and the at running the game and the running game and the screen game is really good. And the concepts looked a bit a, a lot better. And when you got the ball in the hands of the playmakers, they looked good. But they still just drive crippling mistakes. Whether it's whether it's an offside from your right tackle, Juwan Taylor. Whether it's Rashi Rice fumbling a ball. Which do you know what? Like 
he's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes where the phrase comes from. They make they make mm-hmm. rookie mistakes, but you live with them because of the positive plays he's making. But the problem is the whole offense is making rookie mistakes, which is just cost. It's just penalties. It's it's all sorts of things like Pat, we had a second and twelve. Uh, catch to Kadarius Tony, which makes it a third and four. It's a simple catch, but he's so concentrated on the guy that's going to hit him, he doesn't catch the ball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in a third and 12, and I, I can't even remember if we converted that third down or not, but it's it's pretty irrelevant. It's, it's, it's the premise, is that the mistakes are, co- are putting us in bad situations over and over again. And but it's not like it's one person who's making all the mistakes. And that's the problem is yeah. that like it's everybody is doing something wrong at some stage, but they're all doing it wrong on different plays. Yeah. And so you'll have one one where Kadarius Tony lines up offside. You'll have another play where Juwan Taylor's lined up too deep. You'll have another play where um, I don't know what are the bloody offensive ones. So you, you have like a false start mm. or something and it's, Someone runs on route, someone drops it. Some it's just constantly something. Yeah. And they're not good enough to overcome constantly mm-hmm. screwing up right now. Whereas in the past you go, ah, third and fifteen, that's fine, Pat'll deal with that. And now yeah. it's just kind of going, Yeah, no. Yeah. And teams have worked out how to keep Pat in the pocket as well, which mm-hmm. doesn't help. Um and kudos to them, of course. That's and what they get te- paid to do. Yeah, and teams are teams are blitzing now because they don't respect the wide receivers, and things have got things have got more difficult. And until the Chiefs prove that they've got an answer to it, teams just keep doing it. And this is a team that's supposed to be better out of the bye week, and it does look like they've learned some things. It does look like they've adjusted the scheme because, like you say, they are moving the ball a bit better. But like you say, you well, like the run game has looked. I mean, I think anyone who listens to this podcast on a regular basis will know neither of us are the biggest Claire Edward Solaire fans, no. but he has looked okay the past few weeks. I, I'd go as far as saying he looked quite good. <laughs> Genuinely, wait, I thought he was I, very good. I did have a thought at one stage because he had one, he had one run on Sunday where he was going east west, and it went no, he got buried for like a yard mm-hmm. loss. And I'm just like, just running north south. Just yeah. run him up the gut. Yeah, it's a scheme. It's, thing. It's Don't do not, that. Don't do that required. Yeah. Don't work. Absolutely. He he does not excel going mm-hmm. sideline to sideline. Get him. It's particularly because now he he looks like he's put on a few pounds and he's more solid. Do I want to yeah. call it? I guess. Yeah. Um. I still think he looks quite but, good on screenplays and stuff. When he's catching the ball out of the backfield. I still think he looked quite shifty yeah. in those situations. But she's just never used him in those situations, which... And that was his strength coming out of college. And it's just... That, that, I'll never... It just hasn't worked. For but it, it hasn't worked because they haven't done the things it. that he's good at. And like it was, ne- it was never going to work if you're not going to do the shit that he does mm. well. It makes uh, question. In which case... Yeah, yeah in which case, why... If you weren't going to do the things he does well, why did you draft him in the first place? Never mind draft him in the first round. Why do you draft him in full stop? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. good teams draft players to fit Skin their system, system, and don't don't draft a player who doesn't fit your system just because Pat says, "Oh, I'd really like a running back who can catch." Yeah, but if you're and not that, going to throw it to him, then. and that's the situation with Sky Moore as well. 
they've drafted a guy that just, uh, just doesn't fit the scheme. I, I, I don't know where they think he's going to play. Genuinely, I don't know what he's going to do for the next two years because I, I really <laughs> don't either. Well, he won't see before, like because he's shit scared to take. I think his confidence is in a mud. I think he's shit scared to taking punts, like punt returns. He he's been overtaken by Rashi Rice, and then. To be honest, I fully expect the Chiefs to overcorrect at wide receiver next year. So I think there'll be another two guys ahead of him next year. So, and to be honest, I'm really excited to see Justin Ross come back this week. So, that's a sad state of affairs when you're looking at Justin Ross going, geez, uh, well, no, I was quite excited about him anyway. Um, yeah, I was too, but, but he did nothing in the games that he played in. No, no, I'm totally wrong. I don't, he's not going to change this team in any way, but I'll just. Quite excited to see him play over Sky Moore, let's be honest. Um, he played in seven games. He had three receptions on six targets for 34 yards. Um, but I would still rather he played than Sky Moore because I know, I know what Sky Moore is right yeah, now and that, I don't know what Justin Ross thing. is. I'd, I'd rather look in the mystery box at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know I mean, like, it's like someone's got a box. Do you, want, do, you want a, do you want a fiver or do you want to have a look in the mystery box? I'll have a look in the mystery box. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm not, not sure. sure. I'm not sure it even got much to five, like mm. a couple of quid, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Do you want a quid or do you want to have a go in the mystery box? Have a go in the mystery box, please. Have <laughs> a go mystery box, please, yeah. as well. So let's talk defense then, since we we've, we've neglected them. Yeah. How much do we miss Drew Tranquil? Like, yeah, I man. couldn't believe, and I wouldn't have thought at the start of the season that I would be saying, "Jesus, we really miss Drew Tranquil." I was excited for Drew Tranquil. In the offseason, I was like, it's a really, really good addition. I didn't think it'd be this good. Yeah, same. We've got to ask a question. How much are we willing to pay this dude? Because mm. you want to keep gonna, him. He's got to come back. He has to come back. Like, yeah. You saw what the Bills did to our to our, like, to our our like defence like early in the game. And they were just picking on... on oh, God. Well, they're picking on the linebackers in coverage, yeah. which is where we've struggled historically, but yeah. not this year when Tranquil's been on the field. If you've got one and you know it works, don't let that dude out of the building, man. Absolutely. You have to find a way to pay him because he's been a revelation since he's come. So, But then you go back to the you can't pay everybody because Sneed yeah. has been outstanding. Yeah, so Willie Gay's on his way out the door then, isn't he? See ya. Sucks. Probably, Sucks. yeah. But... Dude's playing well, man. Like Chris Jones. I've been under are, you, are you paying him? Uh, no, probably not, to be honest. But uh, the, 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 do you know what? I okay, I'll, again, I'll rephrase again, that question. What's, because what's I, the most you're paying? Or what's the most you're offering him? Like 25 million. Yeah, 25 is an umbrella. Yeah. Well. Like, the problem with Chris is you don't know what it looks like without him because. Well, you saw it in the first game and it wasn't brilliant. Yeah. Are we getting sacks because he's getting the double team? If there's no one there yes. to be double team, like, and then are we but then do you, double teams? Do you, and then do you pay someone? Teams? Do you pay someone 25 million to take up double teams so that the players can get sacks? Yeah. I'm not sure that's get, a good use of your money. Just get a fat guy, don't you? <laughs> 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 that, that's slightly more complicated than that, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, no, in, um, so, so in Madden, right, if you get a fat guy on the defensive line, he naturally gets double teamed. So it's, yeah. you know, if only it was as simple as that, just get a fat guy. 
but yeah, no. Derek seriously Gunn, though, seriously though, it is one of them. The Chiefs uh, is Carl Aftis as good a player without Chris Josette? No, like it's Dana is getting is a, you know, is Dana uh, yeah. now is a Manahue. maybe would have success even without Chris, but yeah, the problem with Chris is is he's getting on in terms of age. Um, I say that knowing he's probably younger than me. And <laughs> you know, he's well younger sports. than me, I know that yeah, much for sure. Professional sports. Um, but the, it's one of them, and you're giving him a two year, two year, three year. I don't, I don't know what. Three what year with the third year being funny money, yeah. fantasy land that you know mm. he's not going to see. So it the, looks the, like a three year contract, but it isn't. The thing really. is, with the defence looking the way it is, you just kind of want to go to next year. Just go, we'll take all of that and we'll put it in next year. Because but you can't you can't do that and no, pick yeah. up a wide receiver like, like a free agent good one. Mm. That's... You get nine million by cutting Juwan Taylor this offseason, apparently. So Really? That's the rumour that I heard, but I doubt that's true. Either oh, way, not, it doesn't matter anyway because he's not going anywhere. But in other news, on the Kadarius Tony offside, Jawan Taylor was lined up. Lined up yeah, he was, he was behind the line of scrimmage, wasn't he? He, he? he was at running back, fucking Jawan Taylor. Like, he's got to learn how to line up correctly as well because he's, he's one that they could just call. Chiefs uh, moan about it, but they could call flags on him every play as well. Uh, they would not say it would if cost they them. cut him it would still cost them nine million ah uh, that's where it's going it's so he has he has 34 million in dead money uh and the chiefs would actually be nine million worse off so he is definitely here next season well i was joking anyway uh, they're not going to do that it's it's not his play that's a problem it's his yeah. standing in the right place that's a big problem but again, the year after the year after the year after is a 15 million cap saving. Yeah. So essentially you've got a two year contract here. Yeah. Well, his salary is guaranteed 20 million next year. So yeah. he is not going anywhere. But he's got to learn. He's got to learn how to line up on side as well. Because. But that, that goes back to the consistency across the league, doesn't it? Because you see like the other guys. um What's the the Eagles guy Lane Johnson? Like lines up in the same place that Juwan Taylor does, but doesn't get called. And you're going, well, why are you calling our guy and not their guy? I get that, but if you've been called on it and you are the most penalised player in the fucking league, maybe just get to stop doing it. Do you know what? I'm just going to stand slightly closer because where you line up is a it, it doesn't just happen. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he has to stand somewhere. So he's got to go, I'm going to stand here. You know, it doesn't just happen. So you, you've got to think about where you positionally are going to be. I'd imagine quite a lot when you're setting up at right tackle. So surely you just go, well, I've been called on this a lot of times. It's quite a big down. Do you know what? I'm going to stand slightly closer. Maybe. But uh, is he, is he hedging his bets to try and make sure he doesn't get beat? Stop it. Stop it. Stop but I'm really just asking, is that, is that what you think? Uh, certainly from oh, my, no, my thought processes. That's a stupid plan, though. 
That is a well, it, it is because, but if you get called twice in the game, but it helps you out on fifty-six other plays. If you get called twice in the game on the final drive. Yeah, but you, you don't know when those twice are going to be. But like, it, you don't know when. It, so it might be an absolute backbreaker. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Could you imagine, right? Kadarius Tony lines up on the side and they call that flag on Juwan Taylor. What the narrative is right now. <laughs> because they could have. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, they could. So this is the thing. They could have called it on him as well. And you, like you said, you don't know when the flag's going to be called. So why risk it at all? Because you're worried about getting beat to the outside. It is my it's my thought process of why he lines up like that. Well, if it happens, it happens. You've got to back your ability at some point because if they're not going to let you play that way, then you've got to find a way to to survive. It's it, survive and advance, isn't it? Like if you you've got to find a way to to, to make it work because we can't have this like especially with the way the wide receivers are at the moment and, and the fact that we can't overturn. What is it? What For every full start, is it a 10-yard penalty? Yeah. It's not a full uh, start. No, full, start, full start's five. No, because it's not a full start with him, is it? The problem? Oh, it's like an illegal procedure or something. Yeah, yeah. that's 10. Yeah, it's 10. So like we, we can't overcome second and 20. So with these wide receivers anyway, so we just need you to line up in the right place. And that, to be honest, I don't know if you want to go into this, but this is what, my main kind of point of emphasis is for this uh, Patriots game because we spoke about it before the pocket's like, what are we actually going to talk about about the Patriots? Because they're shit. And this is a problem the Chiefs have got now is that really, apart from the Bengals game, that really, it's a they lot should of, win the last four. Yeah. Easily. And, and this is a problem you're not going to learn a fat lot if they, if they win comfortably. You don't know if those problems are solved. If they win close and the problems aren't solved. You're just not learning anything. This was the there's no last there's chance. no winning the last four games because yeah, exactly what you just said. If you win easily, well, you're expected to, and if you mm-hmm. win close, well, this was like our last statement opportunity against the Bills. But my point of emphasis going into this Patriots game is procedurally be perfect, and I don't want to see a penalty. I know it's a big ask, but if we're confident that we should we should roll this Patriots team over with with the defense we've got mm-hmm. procedurally, the offense should go. Do you know what? If we have to sacrifice, if Jawan Taylor has to sacrifice being beaten to the edge one time, fine. Pat can throw it in the dirt. Procedurally, be perfect. No penalties. Play a clean game and get out of there because they've got to prove they can do it and they've got to practice in game situations being perfect because otherwise these mistakes are just going to keep happening and it's going to cost us. That's the one thing. I'm going to be fucking livid if anyone's offside, false starts or lines up incorrectly against Patriots. Genuinely, it's unforgivable for me. I mean, crowd noise is not going to be particularly an issue um, on Sunday. So I I have a mate who's a Patriots fan and he was over um, when they played the Chargers. And he was like, the stadium is just deserted. Like the lower level had mm. people in it, but he said it's not full by any stretch. But when you go up to the middle layer and the top layer, there's just nobody up there. Yeah. Um, and it it was painful. I mean, he paid $20 for a ticket. And I thought you were robbed, mate. Absolutely robbed. <laughs> um, so I don't see crowd noise isn't going to be an issue for false starts. It's, yeah. it's going to be mental concentration. 
pay attention should, to what Pat's doing. Yeah, they should be hammering it this week that we are just going to be perfect because they've made, to be honest, they've made themselves look silly this week, If, in my opinion. It's the same shit, Neil. You know, I absolutely hate the players talking mm-hmm. in general. MBS like, before the game, what are you doing? Yeah. Shut up. Well, Shut up. I, I, I tweeted it out. I was doing the Twitter for, for Arrowhead and I tweeted out. I was like, heck of a performance and response from MVS considering the week he's had. I mean, pathetic. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic from him. All season, really. Like, no accountability at all. I just, uh, this is... This. And where's, where's the leadership? Like, because um, I heard um, Nate Taylor on... Um, only Weird Games on Monday evening was talking about uh, he'd interviewed Rashi Rice and was saying like um, you know when when you're looking for like advice from other wide receivers like who do you go and talk to and his answer was Travis Kelsey and you go good fucking answer brilliant it, answer it, it is it is the right answer but at the same time like it's the wide receiver like no, where's no, no. where's the leadership among the the wide receiver group and you got MVS who's like a six year veteran. Yeah. And he's not showing it. So um I'm not gonna say who it was, but you were DMing somebody who how do I phrase this? Someone who is close to Patrick. the Chiefs Yeah, to Patrick. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. And he was I spoke to him a bit, yeah. Yeah, he was disgusted with MVS's body language and his attitude yeah so the person in question I think tweets cryptically and have done for a while I think he tweets what Patrick Mahomes thinks yes and he and he'd know right he is close enough to Patrick to do that I'm trying to keep this vague yeah. enough that we're not just saying who it is but mm. at the same time it is someone with let's say knowledge of the situation yeah and i i mean he's tweeted plenty of things out that that are just cryptic enough that there's a hint of inside knowledge there and i i mean to be honest is it is it is it really even a question after pat's reaction after the game that's that's so wasn't the refs he was frustrated with. He was frustrated with the refs because of what one of his wide receivers has done again to fucking cost us a game. Like, it always comes back to the frustration he's got with his own team. And do you know what? It's nice to... It, it's not nice to see him react like that because you don't want to see our franchise caught back in well, that you see sort the of passion, mindset. Don't you? But it's nice, to see, it's nice to see that he's, they're not all fucking clueless to the problem like they know it's an issue like i think we knew they knew it was a problem and they were just hiding it publicly but it needs to be enough of a problem that brett veach goes into this off season and goes that can't happen again because he's gonna lose his shit if it happens again it can't so yeah i mean so is, is this off season gonna be the and you said you've said overreaction a couple of times is this gonna be the let's rehaul the defence, let's rehaul the offensive line kind of overreaction? I think this is the one where enough time has elapsed between not paying Tyreek Hill to now be able to pay a wide receiver a decent sum of money. Because I think if you'd have gone into last off-season and you'd have 
I mean, there wasn't really that much. Like, there was a need for wide receiver big time last last off season because we could foresee this coming. But I, I never thought going into the last off season they were going to spend like twenty five million on a wide receiver or twenty eight million on a wide receiver. And I'm not sure they'll even do that this year. But they might spend twenty million on a wide receiver or fifteen million on a wide receiver. And they don't have the awkward questions about whether it was a mistake to let Tyreek walk. So in they, terms of they like, offered they offered Tyreek twenty one point eight. Mm. I have that on good authority. So that sort of money a couple of years has passed since then as well. So mm-hmm. you've got cap going up, you've got market. Would you pay T Higgins? My problem with T Higgins is very, very, very good player and would I take him 100% yes. He's a wide receiver on this team. I'm not sure he's a wide receiver one. I don't know. Haven't watched enough of the Bengals to know really. Pittman from the Colts? Like him more. Um, But Again, I wouldn't be paying him the same money. I'd be paying Higgins. It's an age thing. It's, you know, production, all that sort of stuff. So there's, a lot, there's, there's a lot of, it's, it's like an older option. I, I want them to have a, do, do you know what it is for me? And I, I listened to a hilarious podcast today because, um, and I'll, I'm not going to say who it is because I actually don't like them. Um, but I'd run out of, I'd run out of podcasts to listen to. And in the title, it said um, solving Chiefs wide receiver problems, question mark. So you can go and figure this out if you want. And they didn't get to the headline until 40 minutes into the show. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like them. Um, and, and I'll tell you why I don't like them, because they put out stupid things like this. Right. So so one of the points was, do the Chiefs just just pay what it takes to go up and get Marvin Harrison at five? Well, that's no, one of the most it's one of the most ridiculous one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. But the premise of that in a smaller scale is something I would be interested in if there's a guy that they like and they have big confidence in go and get one of the early round one wide receivers. But they, they tried to do that early, early, season. When I say early, I mean like 14, 15, maybe. I don't know what it's going to cost because... But it, I mean, to get, that, to get from when we're picking to... To, to let's 14. say fifth to fourteen, yeah. fifteen, you're giving up a first, second, and third, mm. or a first. And a, yeah. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? But, but, and and I, I guess when you get to like fourteen, it is a bit of a crapshoot because you're looking at the Chris Alaves of the world, who are very good, but who we wanted to draft in our muck draft, who are very good, but they're probably not worth what we'd have to pay to get up there. But either way. For, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need to put. And this is why, like when I'm talking about when we talk about free agents, like a T Higgins isn't the worst idea because they're still young. We need someone who's going to move Pat for the next like five years that he can rely on and build and build and build year on year on year, which is what we hope we've got with Rashi Rice now. And hopefully he gets a second contract and he's a constant for the Chiefs. And Pat will have a great relationship with him. He'll know where he's going to be. It's all timing, and the timing comes back. And if you can. If we get another one of them this off season, then it softens the blow of Travis Kelsey going as well. But mm-hmm. if you go and get a Mike Evans, then you might be in a situation where Mike Evans and Travis Kelsey retire the same year. And then you're screwed. And then you're screwed. So whoever, whoever it is, whether it's Higgins, whether it's Pittman, whether it's 
I don't know, pick whoever you want. They've got to, they've got to make that correction, but they've got to find a guy that they think can be with Pat for the next four or five years. Because honestly, this is just to be honest, this is just sad. Like watching this offense struggle like this, and yet it. I mean, it wouldn't be a huge stretch to make the Super Bowl because you've but got. You'd be making, yeah, but you'd be making. As Chiefs fans, you've watched what Super Bowl teams look like and playoff caliber team, and this doesn't look like it. And but there's a lot of teams there. who don't look like it. Like there's there's the Forty Niners, there's the Forty Niners and the Cowboys at the moment are the only two teams that look yeah. like Super Bowl teams to me. And the Cowboys, I sure as hell don't trust in the playoffs um, because no. I've, I've not seen them win any significant game. And you could you could apply that rationale to 90% of the teams who are going to get into the AFC side of the playoffs. And if the other 10% don't have their quarterback playing for them because he's out injured... Um, like So it, it leaves the, 40, the 49ers are clearly the best team in the league mm-hmm. um but again playoffs you know you're not you're purdy out of the game and the same situation as last year yeah. do you know what i mean because they're so heavily you know but you'd be making the playoffs this year because other teams aren't very good rather than you being good but enough. The, yeah but that's that's the point is that other teams aren't good like yeah. the everybody in the afc it's flawed. Like the the Jags are in there, they're not great. No. The Dolphins are in there. They're hit and miss, and if Tyreek's injured for a length of time, then Dolphins are screwed. Um and then you're looking at the likes of the Colts and the Steelers and the Browns. Does anyone really worry about playing them? Like give yeah. me any of them. And then you've got yeah. the Ravens who have a history of losing playoff games. Like Lamar's won, what, one playoff game in his career? Mm. You know, I, do I trust Lamar to win an AFC championship game against Pat? No. Mm. So, but like... He's not playing against Pat, though. He's, he's playing against... Kadarius he's playing against our top-class defence. Like, yeah, our, yeah, our defence yeah. is legit, so... I just... I, I get what you're saying, and... This is the it's, it's the weirdest thing, isn't it? Because it is, because yeah, because you shouldn't be confident of making yeah. the Super Bowl because you're watching the Chiefs week in week out and going, Look off, we're yeah. not great. But then you watch everyone else and going, well, neither are they. That there's what? nobody gonna, in gonna, the AFC. There's nobody in the AFC that I fear. And I'm going to walk it back a bit because I just said they look awful. I actually think they look quite good. The Chiefs. They just make. Like, just stop doing dumb shit. Stop mistake. doing dumb yeah. shit and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's it, that's it. They're just making killer mistakes because yeah. the offense actually looked really good, man. Like And that and that's the quandary we're in, right? You say if they just stop doing dumb shit, yeah. they'll they'll be they would probably be the pick of the AFC. Mm-hmm. But they've shown for thirteen weeks that they can't stop doing dumb shit. So like it's mad, right? So like <sighs> the 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 Rashi Rice fumble was a really good play. Like <laughs> It's a great catch. It's a good route, good catch. He's turned up field. He's getting extra yards. He holds onto the ball, and we're like, yeah, go on. That's what you want to see. The Canary's Tony penalty is a really fucking good play. It's like one of the best plays I've ever seen. It's probably the best play of the season. Like, they're happening on unbelievable. It's not like, um, it's like, oh, here's a 10-yard penalty on an incomplete pass. It's like, it's actually genius. Like, 
and yeah. that's that's the problem is you are not only is it like a negative it's like a double negative because you're taking away an unbelievable moment and a and a um and nobody's talking about the fact that after that Kadarius Tony play the Bills had a minute 30 and three timeouts but momentum wise having to score a touchdown against this defense after yeah. you've just done that it, it weren't gonna happen but you just it's killer mistakes in the worst moments and do you know what? It's a shame because if you beat the Bills, confidence would be sky high because it, it, it looked. If you beat the Bills, be you are on the route to the number one seed, mm-hmm. and they are probably out of the playoffs. Which is why I said yeah. last week when we did the podcast, it was a must-win game because you could achieve two goals in one week. You could yeah. knock the Bills out of the playoff race, and you could heavily weight things in your own favour for number one seed. And yeah. we didn't take that chance. And I hope and we don't regret yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Because you might end up having to play the Bills in the playoffs now. And you don't really you, want to do that. No. Because but you could I do mean, that again. So in one of the WhatsApp groups, Duncan was doing like a playoff seeding thing. And the Ravens were the number one seed. And it got down to us against somebody crap. And the Bills were playing the Dolphins, I think mm. it was. And I was like, well, I can see the Bills beating the Dolphins. And it was going to end up where Dolphins played the Ravens. Oh, sorry, the Bills played the Ravens. And we played at home to somebody not great. Jacksonville, I think it was. I was Mm -hmm. like, we beat Jacksonville. The Ravens lose to the Bills. And we end up playing the Bills in the AFC Championship game and beat them. Because Mm -hmm. it's the playoffs and it's the Bills. Uh, And I can kind of go, I could see perfectly clearly a world where that happens even Mm. though i find the chiefs incredibly frustrating to watch on offense this season that's not a particularly outlandish scenario that could happen Mm. it could and you know the problem is like looking at it is this game whoever it is whether it's dolphins ravens the bills it's going to come down to one drive, Pat has the ball. He's either got to kill the game can he do it? or run the clock. And it's can he do it with these wide receivers? Well, because okay, this okay, defense so he... is going to keep us in a game to the point where we're in the game at the end. And it will, at some point, the offense is going to have to step up. And the question is, can they not make a penalty and can they not shoot themselves in the foot? Here's the question for you then. Would you rather have to drive 75 yards in two minutes and score a touchdown to win the game? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have to kill five minutes of clock with the offense to win the game? I don't trust them to do either. <laughs> that was not the answer I was looking for. Because I've just seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've just no, seen I know. It. I understand. They, I understand. They, had, they had six minutes left with the ball and they went free and out and punted it back. Yeah. It literally happened. And then they had two minutes to go and win the game. And they couldn't do that. And either. they didn't do it. So they didn't do either. So which one do you want me to pick? They were both bad. Do you know what? Yeah. I'll pick the first one because we might get another chance because the bill, the defense good. I'll give us the game killer six minute. There was, there was, it was. seven. There was seven minutes and fifty three seconds left when we got the ball. We went three yards in three plays and punted in fifty six seconds. Shit. Yeah, that's a good point. And do you know what the worst thing about that is? We've been saying how good it looked. That was just bad. But drives like that happen, though. You have it. You've got to be fair as well. Like, but we had like we had two nine play drives, two eight play drives, a seven play mm. drive. Like, it's not like we were 
we we three and outed twice. Um, once in the first quarter, we went yeah. seven pl- seven yards in three plays, and once in the fourth quarter, we went three yards in three plays. Yeah, and if it, and teams have just stopped the explosive play, and that's yeah, that make make it. you make the make you, ten yeah. twelve play drives to score the touchdowns. Hundred percent. It happens, mate. It happens on Madden all the time. It's it's just the easiest example I could give you, is that if you have to, if you make someone go like twelve plays, fifteen plays to try and score on you, it's there's really a good difficult. chance there's a good chance they'll make a mistake. You press the wrong yeah. button, you misread something, and it's just it's the same principle. It's just in real life you. 15 chances for something to go wrong <laughs> you know what i mean like and particularly because we've shown a propensity for doing yeah. something wrong during a tackle times. a tackle gets beat a guy falls yeah. over a penalty like anything like that anything like that happens whereas you have one big play all of a sudden you're in field goal range it's like oh points you know like, that's that's the, that's like what's quite sad watching it like you watch any nfl game they still take shots downfield whereas the chief don't that much now because just bad things happen when they do. It's not going to help. Not going to work like, when they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like it's so funny. I saw someone. I don't know who it was. I saw someone say a couple of weeks ago. Like the best play in the NFL right now is run a guy deep and throw it at his back and hope he mm. turns around before the defender and gets passing interference. Gets because interference. It yeah. all year, constantly, 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 constantly. If you turn around first, you get a penalty. This is. It's quite, it's quite funny, but the Chiefs. So why don't do we do it. that more often? Like even MVS can turn round before the ball gets there. Surely. No, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Has anyone seen Michael Hartman? Is he on IR? Is he at the moment? Yeah, he's on IR. Yeah. Okay. When's he coming back? Uh, I think there's another week before he's available again. It's looking like a really bad trade, that is. You know, I know they didn't give up much. It's still a bad trade. He's done nothing. Well, he's missed four weeks, or three weeks, um, so. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> so, where's his, oh no, I've, I've closed down his stats. Um, I was just thinking the other day, it'd be really nice to see him run a jet sweep at some point. Yeah. Because he was actually quite good at them. Yep. That's the only thing he was good at. And yep. we could do with some free yards. It'd be nice. It'd be quite good to see him do something like that. Um. um just trying yeah. to think of ways that we can make the offense go. <laughs> but maybe Andy's saving the good shit for the playoffs. Who knows? Like, yeah, still got to line up in the right place though. That would that would help. Perhaps he's lulling everyone into a false sense of security. And that's yeah, they're going to be like drilled in the playoffs. Keep screwed up yeah. during the season, and then yeah. when we get to the playoffs, he's playing five dimensional chess instead of yeah. four dimensional. When we get to the playoffs, we're going to do everything perfectly, and you're going to be fucking amazing. Who do you think MVS plays for next season? Well, not us, that's for sure. I think he's going to be on like he's going to be on like the Raiders, isn't he? Panthers. Yeah, Panthers are going to be desperate for wide receivers. Yeah, Bears maybe. Give old Ryan Poles a call and say, hey, you know, give this guy a big contract and maybe we can get a nice comp pick out of it. Actually, no, we'd have to cut him first, wouldn't we? Um, yeah. Yes. Not with us is all I all, all I can answer to that question. Yeah, he's what it is. 
It is what it is. Um, so Patriots are at six o'clock on Sunday, which we got flipped uh, out of prime time for this. So, so I I have to title <laughs> these podcasts, and the title for this week's podcast is at least it's not prime yeah. time because I, I, would have, I would have strongly considered not staying up to watch Chiefs Patriots at quarter past one in the morning on a Sunday. That would have been hideous. Um, so hey, six o'clock. It's not my favourite kickoff time, but it'll do, I guess. Um, um, do you want to give me a score prediction that isn't thirty and zero? Because you predict thirty and zero every week, but we'll say thirty and zero, and then you can give me another score prediction. Like, seven, I, I will actually before you, three. I was just about to say Sorry. before you answer that, the thirty-seven point over under with Paddy Powers is <laughs> apparently the lowest in Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> career and the previous lowest was the Jets game early that in the season that, it, that isn't that fair though because like the Patriots I score many points so that's quite harsh to be like blown just... on a, like 30 what's it was it 37 well 34 of those are the Chiefs <laughs> do you know what I mean um I, I think it'll be like if I, could... I think they'll score like three and we'll score like 24 17 or 24 or something uh chiefs total points so paddy powers have chiefs total points at 23 and a half yeah 24, and they have yeah, the patriot good. they have the patriots at 13 and a half i don't see where the patriots are getting 13 and a half points from who the big question is <laughs> who do, who is sneed guarding this week <laughs> Who's their number one wide receiver? He's got a lockdown this week. Juju. Yeah. True. Probably. True. Like, as a realistic answer, like they, I, I think this week is stop them running the ball and force them to pass and wait for them to screw up because they're, they just have no talent, like absolutely yeah. none. Yeah. Um, but like I said earlier, the biggest thing about this, get the win, right? I think everybody expects get the win, to get out win. healthy, get a win, be healthy. Why can't we put an emphasis this week? Just be no penalties, just yeah. be no penalties, just be no penalties. We're going to hold you if they beat us, the beast on one play. If that happens, that happens on one play. That's fine, but we are not going to get penalized. That's what I want to see. I want to see no penalized because do you know what? If you go the whole game, you don't get penalized and nothing bad happens. Hmm, why don't we do that again? It's just the simple things, man. That's what I want to see. If John Tyler, if John Tyler gets flagged this week, I'm just gonna lose my mind because I'm I'm getting really annoyed by him now. I hear you. Um, my he's paid a lot of he's getting paid a lot of fucking money to. He's getting paid eighty million dollars to, to not be do this average. shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, my score prediction: I'm gonna go Chiefs twenty, Patriots nine. Because I just like their offense is cack. I just I don't even know. I, I genuinely I, 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 I don't Patriots know where the points just... are coming from. Yeah, I really don't. Hopefully, if, if they can run the ball well, is there a low key chance that the Chiefs just actually do shut them out? Like, I'm not even sure that's low key. Like I, yeah. I think you're thirty to nothing. Scoring thirty is less likely than keeping them to nothing. Yeah. Um. 
because defensively they'll be all right. They're they're Belichick coach defense. They'll be fine. I just don't trust that we we give the ball away. Hey, in our here's own. a que- here's a question for you, right? So Belichick is known for taking away what you're best at. Yeah. So is he just like putting five men on Kelsey? And the other five on Pacheco. <laughs> Rush one. Yeah. Like, nah, he's gonna he's gonna try. I, I'd imagine Kelsey just the, the focus as always, and then if you were clever, you'd you'd key on on Rashi Rice a little bit as well because a lot of the design plays go to him. So if you can stop them at source, then it's probably gonna help. But. Don't know. I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more from Rashi Rice, not from him necessarily. Just they said they were going to get involved, him involved slightly further down the field, and they threw a back shot. They threw like a back shoulder to him. They need to do more good. of that because that's what yeah. Juju did last year. That's yeah, what I agree. They did so well with Juju more, last year. That's what I'm getting. I want to see more from Rashi Rice, but not from him. I want to see him put in more situations to succeed like that. Um, that's been a bit harsh because his touchdown was really, really nice, and it was. Uh, like an intermediate route so and that was very much designed for him as well that play so that's a good thing that they're getting him more involved because he without him this season I'd, if he was if he had the stereotypical rookie season that Andy Reid wide receivers had 250 I yards I don't know what we what we'd be looking at with his offense man it would be 5 and 8 and not 8 and 5 yeah um, I like him. Yeah. Well, you you drafted him. You know, you, he was your guy. He was your guy. Mm. Your draft. I actually think in. I was vetoed from drafting him in a mock draft. I think he might have been. Yeah. I can't remember who we went with because didn't we go? No, we went tackling the first round. I thought we went with Felix, but didn't we go with him in the second round? I think we took Felix in the second. Yeah. We we went. Um, Darnell right in the first round to the tackle who's at the Bears um, and there because he was our right tackle of the future and then we went Felix in the second and I think we took a wide receiver in the third if I remember rightly but I can't remember who that would have been a shit idea wouldn't it <laughs> looking back <laughs> well I mean if you had a, a right tackle who didn't line up like five yards deep every time that might might not have been the worst oh, call in the world yeah, Fe- is, Felix that, that, has been the only problem is the pro- it, we'd have had the same problem with left tackle because he was yeah. playing left tackle. So Felix has been anonymous, mm. but I genuinely couldn't name a snap this season where I've, I've watched it and gone, "Oh, Felix is on the field." And do you know what? Right, this this is this is what annoys me about the draft in general is you're putting values on players that have never played at this level, and you're projecting. And we did it with Clyde, and we did it with Felix. It was like, oh. He's a bubble wide he's a bubble round one talent, so we're gonna take him here. Why don't you just take a guy that you liked from the second round? Like you haven't I got to vigorously pick nodding my head to here. the end of the second round. So why don't you just take a mid second round guy you like instead of one that you think you should take because he's a he's so what if Mel So what if Mel Kuiper says you've reached? Who gives a shit? Exactly. Like, like draft players that fit your system that can do a job that have discernible traits. So, I mean, we've talked about Sky Moore and Clyde. What do they do well? What are they elite at? Like, what are mm. they good at? I don't know. And that's that's part of the problem. Draft players who are good at something, and that something is the thing that you are going to use mm. them to do. 
and who knows, Felix might be great. But the way I look at it is, when you got the thirty first, what what pick was it? Thirty second, wasn't it? No, it's thirty first. Uh, well, thirty first. Because didn't yes, Miami miss a pick? Yeah. Yes. So you've got the thirty first pick in the draft, and then you've got the sixty. I don't know third, right? I think it ended up being or something. Something like that. Instead of picking the person who's supposed to be somewhere here in the top of round one, at the bottom of round one, just pick a guy in the next. You haven't got to pick for the next 30 picks. There's 30 guys. There must be someone in there that you like. I mean, maybe they liked Felix the most, but I really think they just picked him because he was a local guy, which I really hope isn't the case. I really hope that wasn't the case. And we did. it was a position of need to a point, but it was a position of need, but he he hasn't done anything. So how much need was it? Because we haven't got anything. So I mean, just... I don't know. I never thought it was going to... I just never liked the pick. And it's kind of turned out that he hasn't done anything yet. And I, like, it I liked it waste, when we but... took him at the back end of the second. I thought that was that was all right. Like, yeah, if, but... if he'd been your late second round pick, it's such, right it now you'd go... It was such a meh pick. It was such a meh pick. Who was, who was the guy that went to the Eagles? Was it Nolan Smith that went at the bottom? Yeah, he was like at the bottom. pick of two before us, wasn't he? He's the guy I wanted really bad. Damn. 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 He's what he's. But yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of my little rant on the draft. Uh, just pick guys that you it's like a rather shoot. than. Yeah. Get as many it, picks as you can. He's never felt like a good pick and he's been absent. So. Some of great success rate in the first round, apart from McDuffie and Kalaftis, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's call it a night of that. An hour, a minute, and a second. That's very. Um, very Absolutely. rotund, yeah. Very rotund time in there. Right, more on schedule than the Chiefs wide receivers. That is. <laughs> yes, quite. Tomo, thanks for your time, man. As Thank always. You. Thank yeah, you, course. everyone, for listening. Uh, any feedback you can give us, much appreciated. Um, we do well, actually. I will give um, Chris a mention. Chris Standing, um, who messages oh, after. Good, good, good yeah, he. he is a regular podcast listener and he uh, posted as a message after last week and saying the chief's most difficult opponent is the chiefs every week. Uh, I agree Chris, with that. I, Matt, I cannot argue with you in the slightest over the next four weeks. You are 100% correct. I cannot argue with that in the slightest, but anyone yeah. who wants to give us feedback, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can find us um, mm-hmm. and you can guarantee we'll read it. And we may well even give you a shout out just for the correct. Um, right. So we're at six o'clock on Sunday. Chiefs Patriots. We ought to win. Um, just yeah. Let's have a clean game. Yeah. Um, Do some yeah. cool shit. Yeah, cool shit be nice, but just yeah. don't screw up. Okay, yeah. just don't screw up. And right. no injuries. And no injuries. Yes. Okay. That that will do us now. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>